when someone invites you and your wife and asks you, hey, Pastor Chong, and what kind of food do you like? Especially your wife also. And then when is the good time to having a dinner all together? How are you going to answer, gentlemen? Before answering immediately, do you check your wife's opinion and her schedule? I know you gentlemen are all doing better than me. Since I have been raised in a bit of a patriarchal culture, I can blame my father over there. He showed me wrong examples. <laughs> Definitely, my mom has a stronger voice than him now. I have made lots of mistakes by giving answers like, um, we like Chinese food. I know Judy liked that too. Or we are fine anytime. My intention was not to ignore my wife's opinion, but to be considerate of the inviter's money, wallet condition, and convenience. Gentlemen, remember that even the clothing company, they knows that mother and your wife knows, cares lots of things men cannot do. My point is that when we say we, W-E, we, does this really mean we? Or a strong and most important I and weak and less important of others? We. Biblically, a husband and wife are one in the Lord's blessing. Not only because they share the bed, but also because they have the same confession and faith in the Lord. When we confess the Nicene Creed today, we are confessing the creed that was produced by the Council of Nicaea, the year of 325, which was convoked to combat the heresy of Arius, who basically denied the divinity of Christ as Mormon and Jehovah Witness doing now. The council wanted to teach you all and the Christian very clearly that Jesus Christ is consubstantial or one in being with the Father. Sharing the same divine nature, he is begotten, not made or created. That is why we confess we believe in one God, we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. And also, we believe the triune God. Jesus prays to his Father for our oneness as Father and the Son are one. In your catechism class or BI's class, we're learning about the little triangle shape, God, Father God, Son God, Holy Spirit God. But Father is not the Son, Son is not the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is not the Father. Some people may think 
Why does Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod emphasize doctrine so much? This is my opinion, even though it may be an obstacle to having increased membership in the church. Don't forget, I say maybe. The true joy of Jesus Christ cannot be ours when we have failed to have a one confessional faith. May the Word of God help us to have a true understanding of the privilege of oneness on a sound doctrine. If we search the internet, the Wikipedia says the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, Wells, is the North American confessional Lutheran denomination of Christianity, characterized as theologically conservative. It means we are, we are not all the support of the Republican. Right? We are not a politically conservative, somehow a little connection over there, but we are theologically conservative. It means our eyes, our heart, our confession to see the Bible is really conservative. We didn't care the word of God as a man-made, or we didn't try to explain word of God or understanding word of God with your reason. If you fail explaining reasonably, some denomination says that's not true faith. And then they try to use other books to explain the Bible. But we believe the scripture, word of God, itself explained the word of God. No other materials needed. Again, we learned from our catechism or BIC classes that Jesus Christ has three offices. Hey, seventh grader, are you ready to... Answer, prophet, priest, and king. As we know, Old Testament, the prophet, they teach God's word. And Jesus Christ, as a prophet, he did. He teach God's word also. And the priest, the Old Testament priest, represent the people and then sacrifice for their own sin and other sin. But Jesus himself, he represents the world and sacrifices self for sin of all. As we know, he does not have any sin. The same reason the pastors in the traditional worship service, we stand here before start worship and then momently, briefly pray. But usually I pray, Lord, the sinner is here. Please cover me, forgive me, and then your word alone is proclaimed through me. And King... Old Testament, the king doing the fight for the people, his people, and then rule the people. But Jesus Christ is the king, win victory and rule in your heart, believer's heart. Let us look inside of Jesus' office of the high priest and his high priestly prayer more closely. On the night Jesus was betrayed, Jesus prayed to his Holy Father. Jesus prayed for himself first. Then he started the prayer for his disciples. That's the part what we read today. And he prayed for the believers. We called this prayer the high priestly prayer. Before Jesus Christ, there were many high priests who were the descendant of Levi. So we call them the Levitical priesthood. 
Their jobs of priesthood were never enough to clean everyone's sin. These priests must start from sin offering for their own sins and then perform the offerings and worships for others. Jesus has no sin. The Hebrew says, He did not enter by means of the blood of goat and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. It happens only once on the cross. And yet, its power is valid for all people from every generation until Jesus Christ comes again with glory. Jesus' high priestly prayer is still valid. Now and forever, Jesus always lives to intercede for his people. This prayer is designated to the disciple and the believers, especially. Are you familiar with the name of the Melchizedek? Maybe because of the Mormonism, the common Christian may have bad ideas on Melchizedek. Mormonism put too much meaning on Melchizedek's priesthood to put a solid biblical foundation in their false teaching. They emphasized the founder, Joseph Smith, was ordained from the John the Baptist as an Aaronic priest and ordained again from the Peter, James, and John as a Melchizedek priest. It's like a double ordained. What a heretical and mystical false faith. In the Bible, there are three parts which mention about the name Melchizedek. Genesis 14, Psalm 110, and Hebrews chapter 7. The Melchizedek means the king of righteousness. According to the Genesis 14, Melchizedek was the king of Salem, and then we believe that's the Jerusalem, who was the priest of the Most High. Abraham was blessed by Melchizedek and served wine and bread from him on the way from rescuing Lot, his cousin. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of his position, everything, to Melchizedek. It seems like Melchizedek is a special priesthood and serving in special purpose. King David wrote Psalm 110. It is considered as the messianic psalm because it reveals Christ as the complete Savior whom we need. Verse 1 was quoted by Jesus as a proof of his deity in Matthew chapter 22. People may wonder how the Messiah is the son of David, how the Messiah considered as descendant of man, human. A human being's genealogy is incredibly important to figuring out someone's position. However, King David called the Messiah as his Lord. David confessed the Messiah as a true God. Generally, king, the kings came from the David's family of the tribe of Judah. And the priest came from the Aaron's family of the tribe of Levi. However, Jesus has the extra, extraordinary 
combination of David and Melchizedek. Jesus Christ is not an ordinary priest. Jesus Christ received his priesthood by special appointment of God, as like Melchizedek. Jesus was in a class by himself, not from the right tribe or family, to be a priest, as like Melchizedek. For this reason, King David witnessed a prophecy about the Messiah. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is an Old Testament picture or type of Jesus. Melchizedek also holds the double office of priest and king, like Jesus. Jesus is the one priest who covered all the other priests' imperfections. That is why you accept my mistake every time. Because he is the one who really conducts your worship. He is the one, the priest, who never makes a mistake. We are cleaned not by the blood of bull or goat, but by the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, his own blood. Can you imagine the power of the high priest prayer? Can you imagine the power of Jesus' prayer for you all, who takes away the sin of the world? In spite of the fact that Jesus has removed his visible presence from us, as Pastor Brooke announced, the coming Thursday is the Ascension Day. Jesus' effective presence is with us within the message of the gospel. He prays for us, and he gives us what he prays for. According to today's gospel reading, John 17, Jesus prayed to the Holy Father to protect us by the power of the Father's name. We prayed in Jesus' name, but now Jesus Christ, he prayed in his Father's holy name. The purpose of protecting us is to be one in Jesus Christ. Do you see what I see in this verse? Jesus calls his Father, Holy Father. The Father's holiness cannot be engraved in simple human beings' lives. The sun is really bright and hot, but if there is no radiance, we cannot receive the light and heat. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory, as book of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 say, the sun is the radiance of God's glory. The Holy Father's glory became a tangible grace among the believers through Jesus Christ. The Holy Father's name has power, glory, and grace. We cannot reach his power, glory, and grace with your own effort, and we also cannot call his name directly. But the obedience to the law and the worship performed by the priest from the line of Aaron were never enough to see Father's glory. Therefore, Jesus himself became the high priest who was a better priest than a simple Levite and a better sacrifice than an animal victim that was needed. <coughs> Excuse me. In the name of the Jesus Christ, 
the grace and the power of the Holy Father is fulfilled in this sinful world. In the name of the Father, the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ were, are, are and will be one forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus and the believers were and are and will be one forever. For this reason, Jesus prays for the believers' oneness in the one true faith. There are no other ways. There is no other high priest, but there is only Jesus alone. Jesus also prays to the Father to protect us and keep us safe in Holy Father's name. Jesus did not did that while he stayed in the world as God's man. Jesus is doing that now with his intercessional prayer in the right hand of the Father. Book of Hebrews chapter 7 says, But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood, not like other priests. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, like you all, because he always lives to intercede for them, for us. And Book of Romans says, Who is the dead condemns? Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Could we read all together the red characters saying, Christ Jesus is also interceding for us. As I preached last year, as you all know, the Holy Spirit also intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So now you have a double prayers from Jesus Christ and from the Holy Spirit. When I ask you all, God prayer, don't hesitate to answer. Even if we fail to pray each moment, Jesus Christ himself and the Holy Spirit, he prayed for you all. Jesus was with his disciple, but now he is going to leave his disciples one of the reasons why Jesus prayed to his Holy Father is to give the true joy of Jesus to us. That joy comes from the protection of God and the joy that comes from the Holy Spirit dwelling in our lives. The name of the Holy Father reaches the believers who believe in the name of Jesus. The Father's protection and guidance are presented on us through the Word of God by the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, he prayed for our sanctified life through the Holy Father's word because his word alone is truth. Someone who has lived and has worked along with the word of God is the one who has lived in the light. This man is not afraid to show himself plainly in the sight of God, not because of his own righteousness, own confidence, but because of his faith in the righteousness of God, mercy, and grace. Only the obedience of the Lamb of God, only the high priest, Jesus Christ to the Holy Father, gives us the chance to live in the glory of God and wear the robe of righteousness. The ransom money is paid in full. 
However, in this world, there are too many people who have not had any chances to hear the gospel. In other words, the war is done by Jesus Christ, but too many people still, they didn't have a chance to hear the war is done. Or there are also many people who reject the story of salvation, the gospel, and choose to stay in the darkness. They just like fight. Satan and other evils work hard to cover up people's heart and people's ear to block them from the gospel. Jesus will come again with glory when the last soul has had a chance to hear the gospel. The good news, we are sanctified. And we are sanctifying day by day through the gospel in the world and the sacrament. Jesus also prays for our holy life so that we can go with the spiritual battlefield with the power from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to close in with the questions from the book of Romans, and then you will all answer together according to the book of Romans. I'm asking you all, what shall we say in response to those things? If God is for us, who can be against us? How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Who then is the one who condemns? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And we answer boldly in one faith, saying, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let us pray. O Lord God, we do not want to make a reading of Old Testament a merely brain exercise, but we want to understand what your word says so that we may draw near in confidence to Jesus Christ. Our beloved King, our priest, made us everything we need. We find confidence in him, Open our eyes so that we may see. For the seeing, believe, and the believing to obey. For Jesus' sake, amen.